1: to get to be here in Chipley, our newest of our five campuses. How many of you know that, that it's not going to take long and this building won't be able to hold us down here in Chipley? Amen. Isn't that exciting? Good things are happening. How many of you feel led that we need air conditioning in our next building? Anybody? Yes, amen. All right. Yeah, we're excited about that, but thank God for where we are. Thank God for where we are. Good things happening and exciting, exciting days. I want to take you to the book of Psalms, chapter 16, this morning for just a moment. Then I'm going to go over the book of Joshua. And I'll we'll talk about the people of God inhabiting the promised land, okay? And uh, we're going to talk from our series that we've been at uh, for Everyday Heroes. Uh, and I want to bring you a message today. Everyday Heroes, every day. How awesome would it be? If you could feel like a winner every day. All right, let's pray. Lord, I pray today that you'll speak to us, speak to us clearly, and cause your face to shine upon us. Let your favor cover us and all our ways. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Well, Psalms chapter 16, verse number three reads like this, the godly people In the land are my true heroes. So, Psalms chapter sixteen, verse number three: the godly people in the land are my true heroes, and I take pleasure in them. Not only is God pleased with godly people, but I think that we need to realize that our world needs some heroes that live right. Needs some heroes that we don't have to ignore certain things in the news about them, but we can follow their godly examples. You see, true heroes don't wear capes. They don't have x-ray vision. They don't scale walls. True heroes are ordinary people, people who make mistakes and aren't perfect. Yet they live extraordinary lives being used of God to do extraordinary things. Now, that's what I've been talking about for the last several weeks. And now I want to bring it around to a whole nother level. You see, the extraordinary is what catches our attention in this world. When someone does something extraordinary... But it is when we do, or excuse me, it's what we do in the ordinary every day that positions us to accomplish the extraordinary. Let me say that again. It's how you live your life in the ordinary that's going to put you in the right place for the extraordinary. Okay? And so we've got to figure out if God wants us to be a godly hero, if God wants us to become somebody he can use, it's got to become part of who we are. Because a lot of us have this mental image. Let me let me just tell you, I can have a mental image of seeing myself uh, uh, riding in a certain car. And I had this happen to me one time. I, I wanted this car. I was setting my life up to buy this car. And I went to a car show and I saw this car and I said, do you mind if I sit down in this car? Now, look, I just want you to feel free to laugh when I say what I'm about to say. But I said, do you mind if I sit down in this car? And they said, no, just just, just go ahead. I got halfway into the car and realized the car was less than halfway big enough for me. All right. And I'm kind of stuck like this. And I'm like, can somebody pry me out of here? Well, the reality is I could see myself driving that car, but my ordinary life wasn't measuring up, my, my natural size wasn't measuring up to what would fit in that. Some of us have this great mental image that we're going to be a great warrior for Christ, but if our ordinary life doesn't match up to that, then we'll never be a great warrior for Christ. If we don't begin to live every single day for Jesus, let me say that again. If we don't begin to live our lives every day seeking the face of God, when the extraordinary moments come, then we won't be ready for them. We won't fit. We won't be able to get into that environment. We might not be big enough for that environment. We might not be small enough for that. We might not have the areas of our life in a healthy enough place that we can step into the environment that God's called us for. Can I get an amen at all? Yeah, maybe you're online. You want to give us an amen for that also. But Joshua chapter six is talking about a group of people who had to do something every single day, every single day. And Joshua, which interestingly enough, is Yeshua in the, uh, 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 the, the Hebrew here. Uh, and so Joshua got up early in the morning, the, uh, early the next morning, and the priest again carried the ark of the Lord. The seven priests, verse number 13, the seven priests with the ram's horns marched in front of the ark of the Lord, blowing their horns. And again, the armed men marched both in front of the priest with the horns and behind the ark of the Lord. Now, I know a thousand things have been preached on this moment, but listen to where we're going with this. All this time, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, they again marched around the town once and returned to camp. They followed this pattern. I want you to say that word pattern with me. Pattern. They followed, if you're taking notes right there, they followed this pattern for six days. Let me just speak this truth into your life. You're wondering why you can't feel God the way your neighbor feels God during worship. It's because the pattern you're trying to present on Sunday morning doesn't match up for the pattern of the other six days of your life. And we've got to begin to serve God every single day of our lives. We've got to begin to become passionate about following God every single day. Now today, I want us to look at not just Joshua, as so many people do, but I want us to look at every single one of the children of Israel as they marched around. Now, are you ready for this? Jericho, and and you can drive by these ruins today, but Jericho was a 12-acre compound. I'm not going to diverge much there, but this, this, this blows my mind because 600 and some odd thousand warriors encircled 12 acres, about the size of this park. Can you imagine that for a moment? 12 acres encircled by 600. When, when Reinhard Bonnke preached to 1 million people, it took 20 minutes to drive to the back of the line. So imagine that's about a 10-minute drive to the width of this, this army that surrounds Jericho, Okay. As they begin to walk, you see, they don't know what's going to happen. All they know is they can take the city. They can just, I mean, that many people in sheer force can wipe out Jericho in a moment. In a moment, they'll be gone. They were the people of God and they knew God was on their side. But watch this. You see, as they took each step, now this is important. As they took each step, they had to deal with all their failures and all their fears. They had to deal with who they were with each step of the way. Most of them were probably even struggling with taking a walk. They're thinking, why am I having to do this when I can take the city? Why am I? Can I tell you simply why God made them walk around this? We're going to get there more in the message, but, but in, in a sense, we knew they would take the city. It was a foregone fact because the Bible says Jericho was tightly shut up because they knew they were going to fall. They knew they were going to take the city, but they didn't know how great the casualties were going to be. Listen, I'm speaking a word to somebody today, and I want you to get this. They didn't know how great the casualties were going to be. But when they took the city by obeying God's commands instead of using their abilities, not one warrior died from the children of Israel. Why? Because when you go God's way, it always works out better than your way. And God's looking for some people who will walk every day in His way so that He can use you to bring glory to His name. Amen. The living God. Could it have been that the time that they were walking and praying was preparing them for the extraordinary ahead? I believe that God has good things for all five campuses of our church. I believe that God has some amazing things in store. And I know that right now, as we're standing here in the, in the midst of this camp, I know I sent something. I, I I don't believe God just wants another church to litter the highway. I believe that God wants a church that's prepared for a move of God, prepared for the presence of God, so that people can come like they are. They don't have to fancy up to come to God's house. They can just be who God called them to be and learn what life really is. Amen. But you see, it's what we do today that will get us ready for what God wants to do tomorrow. So for some of us, it's time to take a walk. It's time for us to start walking. Start letting God work in our lives. Now, I'm reminded of a story, and many of you may have heard this before, but I'm reminded of a story about a few years ago that I I thought it would be a romantic gesture. See, my wife's always run these races and half marathons and different things, and so I thought it'd be a romantic gesture to, to train for her race without her knowing I was training. So for months, I was on the treadmill. For months, I was down at the park by myself. I was training for this race and, 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 and she actually said to me later, she said, I was wondering why you were eating so much and not gaining any weight. Come on now. What, that was encouragement. But, but uh, finally on the night before Valentine's, I, I take her out to dinner and I tell her, all right, in the morning for, for you. I mean, she thought this was never going to happen because I always say, you know, that old adage, if I'm running, you better start because something's coming. All right. And, and, but I said, I'm going to go run a race with you tomorrow. And she's like, yeah, what are we doing tomorrow? And I was like, no, I'm going to go run a race with you tomorrow. And she's like, yeah, that's funny. But what's, what are we going to do tomorrow? And I was like, we're going to go run a race tomorrow. Now, let me just tell you, I didn't know a lot about what I thought I was getting into. I thought I I, I had mental images. Of, of, blowing her mind and her going, look at my champion run across that fish, finish line. I knew I wouldn't win. I knew I wouldn't finish in the top 50%. I don't care about a little bitty medal. What I care about is the glimmer in her eyes. Come on, amen. And I was just imagining the glimmer in her eyes. And so as, as I, I'm preparing and I'm working out and I'm, I'm ready for this 5K, I'm able to do it. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And, and, and the worst cold spell in like the whole year set in on Valentine's morning. So I have to get dressed in warmer clothes and they're heavier and we get our bibs and we get there. And I'd ask one of the, her running friends, i said, could you pick the flattest, easiest race possible and sign us up for it? I don't even have one of those whatever you call it accounts where you go and you sign up for races. I said, can you help me get signed up? She said, I got you covered. She said, I think this is the best one right here. Well, I remember I said flattest and easiest Well, there was nothing flat nor easy about this race. As a matter of fact, it started at the top of a great hill. I thought, well, at least it's downhill. And you ran all the way down the hill. As you ran down the hill, you I thought, wow, then we'll circle over to some park way down in the valley. But what happened was those sick-minded individuals who planned that race, they took you down the hill. Took you to a cone at the very bottom of the hill and said, turn around and run back up the hill. I thought, Lord God, I just want to finish. I don't want to die on Valentine's Day. Come on now. And to make it worse. Now listen to me. To make it worse, it was one of those bring your dog with you races. And I'm thinking in this situation, I'm her dog. Come on now. But uh, I'm watching these people running past us. I, I, we're running, we're running, and these, these, these runners with their Weimar runners are just, they're, they're just blowing past us. These Dobermans are blowing past us, and, 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 and I was feeling pretty bad. I thought, well, you know what? That's a Weimar runner. There's a pointer. I mean, that, that's good. But when the English Bulldog caught up to me, I knew I was in trouble. When the English Bulldog starts running past me, I said, we got a problem. I look back over my shoulder, and a Chihuahua is closing in on me as fast as it can come. You think I'm kidding. This really happened to me. And I thought I was ready. I thought I was prepared. I thought I was ready for the extraordinary. But you see, I had, had used a moderate level of training, and I wasn't prepared for the course that was in front of me. And so what it finally came down to, instead of a glimmer in her eye, there was pity on her face. Come on now. As we finally came up that top of that mountain, she's like, why have you picked it up, baby? There's the finish line. There's no reason to pick it up now. I said, honey, I don't care what everything else has been like, but that stupid Yorkie's not going to pass me at the finish line. Come on now. Amen. And so I ran across and as I ran across that line again, she's shocked. She's in awe, but it was nothing like I expected. Let me tell you something. If you want to be ready when the bad diagnosis comes to your house, if you want to be ready when they they show up and tell you that something's falling apart in your world, you can't train haphazardly for the kingdom of heaven. Every single day you need to get up. You need to seek the face of God. Every single day you need to call on the name of the Lord. Every single day you need to get in the word of God and you need to be Faithful to the things of God, come hell or high water, you need to keep walking, you need to keep marching, you need to keep moving forward for God. Because then you're going to be able to come across the line. You see, I thought about this. What would have happened if the children of Israel had just started walking and had this mindset? Well, this is just a waste of time. Can I tell you what would have happened? Nothing extraordinary. But every day they walked with a level of anticipation God was preparing for them. What if they had walked until the people of Jericho? fear had turned into jeers? And it did. And they began to stop hiding and begin to mock them. Here they are. They're not warriors. They've come out of the desert. They're wimps. They're not even Look, look, but they just kept walking. They kept their face going. Can I tell you the devil in hell wants to show up and begin to tell you, "Why are you serving God? Why are you obeying God? Why are you calling on the name of God? He will show up every time and make fun of you, but you keep walking. You keep moving because you're setting yourself up for the extraordinary." What would have happened if they'd fled when items were being flung from the top of the walls? Nothing extraordinary would have happened, but they kept moving. I don't care what comes your way, keep serving Jesus. Why? Because everyday heroes keep walking no matter what. This is important. Let me just ask you, what does your promised land look like? These children of Israel had been promised. Abraham had been promised. They'd heard it for 400 years of slavery. They were ready to inhabit their promised land. But what did their Jericho look like? It looked like a 12-acre compound and it needed to fall. What is your Jericho? What's your promised land? Is it the life of faith that you want to live? Is it to be used of God? But keep walking. Is it the... The life that you really wanted and to, to fall into line can I tell you something my life looks nothing like I ever dreamed it would look like why because it looks so much better than I could have constructed it because God took two broken young people and mended us together and gave us a good family and it caused us to have something that others cannot have the confidence and peace in Christ and because of that you can have it also not because of who you are but because of who Jesus becomes in your life can I tell you you keep watching walking toward God. And if both of you walk toward God, what's going to happen? You're going to get closer and closer together. Keep walking, keep moving, keep serving. Somebody says, I don't understand why we're getting distant. You're not on the same course. Am I making sense to anybody today? Some days we're going to have, we're going to uh, be tempted to give up, but heroes keep walking. What helped the Israelites keep walking? Can I tell you the promises that God had given them the promises of God. In Joshua chapter 1, we are told of these promises. That wherever your foot touches the ground, I will give it to you. The Lord God spoke to Joshua. He said, I will protect you, Joshua. And Joshua 1 and 9, my favorite verse in the whole scripture, this is my command. Be strong and courageous and do not be afraid nor be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Can I tell you when I've been in strange lands, on, in strange places, and the voodoo has, has been surrounding the houses that I've been trying to rest in, and they're shaking the gate, screaming, we're going to kill you. You know what kept me? It wasn't something that I could do in my own night, and it wasn't flipping through a screen, trying to feel medicated, looking at everybody else's life. It was the promises of God, that God, you've already given me a word, and you didn't bring me here to take me out, and I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep serving because I'm coming through in Jesus' name. Amen. God's good. God's good. You need to keep believing. You need to keep rehearsing. You need to keep claiming. And you need to keep walking. I think the first day had to be interesting. No one on either side knew what to expect. One walked while others worried. Well last day had to be awesome and terrifying. I think because by the halfway part uh, of the journey... The, the 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 Israelites' mindset was shifting. The the people of of Jericho's minds, uh, sets were shifting. And and halfway through the journey, they realized, you know what? Nothing's happened, and I'm halfway there, and I can't see a breakthrough yet because I'm only halfway there. Let me tell you something. You may not see the breakthrough yet, but if you're walking toward God, the breakthrough is always just one step ahead of you. Wow. You see, this is a word for somebody. I felt I felt this. I felt this. You need to get this. Keep trusting God in the middle of it. Let me say that again. Keep trusting God in the middle of it. Pastor Don, you don't know what it means to have your child diagnosed. I know what it means to have your child diagnosed. I know what it means to hear your child in the throes of death as it's trying to claim their lives. I know what it means to go through dark days. I know what it means to go through rough hours. But I want to tell you, when you're even when you're in the middle of it, you keep on walking. You keep on trusting. You keep on praising. You throw your hands up and say, you know what? It's not what's wrong with me that matters. It's what's right with God that matters. And I'm going to keep serving God. I'm going to keep praising Him no matter what two quick things i want you to get before we close today two quick things sometimes god is trying to wake us up in the middle of the journey he's trying to get your attention for example when you drive from atlanta georgia to panama city florida it can get kind of quiet particularly when when everybody in the car is all excited you get in the car and that little boy back there's going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I'm like, we're not 20 minutes from home. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? My daughter back there all night long, one time. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there that? I was like, can somebody please just sing her to sleep? I need somebody I need some peace for a moment but somewhere about, there's this long road of, of old Georgia pines coming down. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Right before you cross out of Georgia, that long road of old Georgia pines and you get on that and it begins to just, as it begins to just get quiet in the car. Everybody else is asleep and you're trying to stay awake and you're trying to keep your focus and and you're thinking, you're thinking, God don't let me kill all of us because I'm, I'm weary in the journey. Everybody has been worn down. Everybody's tired. Everybody's distracted. Do you you know what COVID has tried to do to us? It's tried to wear us down and distract us from our cause. But instead it should realize that instead of distracting us, it has done nothing more than let us reset our course, reestablish our purpose. And we're going to go on for Jesus. We're going to keep walking. We're going to keep winning. And we're going to keep telling people that there is one Lord, one God, and he lives and reigns forevermore. He said, I am he that was alive and then died and am alive forevermore. Come on now. God, is good and God is faithful. Amen. I want you to get this. Everyday heroes are born when they keep walking when everybody else slumbers. There are still people around us who need to see Jesus through us. It is definitely not the time to look back. It's not the time to back down on your faith. It's not the time to hunker down or ride it out. It's time for us to remember what 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says. For you are children of the light and of the day. We do not belong to the darkness or the night. So be on your guard, not asleep like others. Stay alert, stay clear-headed. Because night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. But let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith. And love and wearing our helmet, the confidence of our salvation. When everybody else is back down, that should be the moment that we get on our knees and we step up. We step up to the throne of heaven and we begin to call on the name of the Lord. And people are going, what's happened to our nation? What's happened to our nation? You know what? Let's forget about the nation for a moment and let's focus on our hearts. And then from the right heart, we'll pray for the nation and for the world. Because one day the world shall see him and the world shall behold him face to face. Because he is the king of glory, amen. Listen to me quickly. Everyday heroes keep walking even when the end is not in sight. The walls didn't fall until they shouted in victory as they crossed the finish line. I want you to know I think that Yorkie beat me by a nose. And I didn't look real pretty. But I guarantee you, in 30 years, there's lots of Valentine's Days that have come and gone and she's forgotten. But she will never forget the day her chunky husband ran a race for her. Can I tell you? God's watching. God's cheering you on. Pastor Don, nobody's cheering me on for God. No, no, no. The Bible says that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Those who have gone ahead of us. And they are looking at this hour saying this is not the time to back down. Keep praying every day. Keep believing every day. Keep showing up for the things of God every day. Keep walking. Keep walking until the walls fall around you. And you know what? You might look tired when you come across the finish line someday. But when you step across the finish line, you will hear these words come on in you good and faithful servant and take the pleasure of the lord forever scripture says some people are going to say, I showed up to church. And some people are going to say, I prayed a little prayer. And some people are going to say, well, I, I, I read my Bible ever so often. God let me in. I actually had somebody say recently, I'm going to tell them that, 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 uh, uh, I know you pastor. And that's why I need to get in. I said, you're in trouble because if knowing me is what's going to get you in, then you're already in trouble. What you need to tell them is I know the lamb that was slain and his blood has covered my life. And every day I've reported for duty and I've showed up even when I failed the day before kept walking my goodness I feel the Holy Spirit of God why don't you stand with me in this place I kept walking I kept moving I kept pressing on why because he is faithful even when I'm not he deserves me to keep following even when I have failed miserably I shake myself off what's the word say the righteous man though he stumble he gets up keep walking keep believing keep I'm trying to behave May I read a word of the Lord for you in closing Psalms 145 I will exalt you my God and King and I will praise your name forever I will praise you every day yes I will praise you forever because great is the Lord listen every day great is the Lord he is most worthy of praise no one can measure his greatness Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. You'll not have something to tell the next generation about if you give up in this hour. Let them proclaim your... My goodness, I just felt God. When everybody else was hiding, we took to the streets and began to declare that the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. And we began to tell people, He is your healer. He is your deliverer. Pastor Don, why are you not afraid? I don't fear what this world may have to offer because my hope is not in this world. Just like Abraham, I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is the Lord. And I forever shall dwell in the house of the Lord because His goodness and his mercy follow me what all the days every day of my life come on give that kind of god a praise amen keep meditating on him keep talking about his glorious splendor his wonderful miracles his awesome deeds Be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. I'm thinking about some friends of mine who have gone through the darkest hour of losing their child. But I see that hand go up right in the middle of worship. I see the tears fall, but the praises still keep coming. Why? Because you keep walking every day, no matter what you've been through. Because he's with you every single day. Listen, if this is your first time, you need to come back and hear Pastor Mac next week. But God wanted you to hear this. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord. Uh Uh-oh, are you God's works? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. Well, why they will speak of your glory of your kingdom they will give examples of your power in other words they'll be let me tell you what he did for me yesterday let me tell you what he did for me last week and let me tell you what i'm believing he's going to do for us tomorrow because he's been faithful every single day they will tell about your mighty deeds why because his kingdom is everlasting and he will rule forevermore i want you to bow your heads right here <clears throat> Those that are watching at home, bow your heads. Those that are maybe listening, going down the road on the uh, uh, the, uh, the radio. Of course, you keep focused on what you're doing, but you listen to my words very, very careful. God gave me a word. You keep walking even when you're in the middle of it. You keep showing up. Don't you focus on everybody else's failures sitting around you. You focus on the one who you worship. And the one who is able one who is faithful for he is good and his mercy endures forever now i'm going to ask these folks here some questions and i'm going to end this broadcast but real quickly before before we go i want you to just realize the the solemnness of this moment every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment maybe you're here today and you say pastor don my faith has been shaken and i've been having trouble walking every day maybe you're watching that's you can i see your hand simply Right where you are, I'm not going to call you up, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I see see those many responding. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, it's been a long day. It's been a long time. I grew weary and I disconnected from my faith, but I'm ready to report for duty again. If that's you, can I see your hand right where you are? I'm ready to re-engage. Thank you, thank you, thank you many of you are responding right there where you are. Now one last question. Maybe today, you say, Pastor Don, I've never reported for duty at all. I have lived for myself every day of my life. But now I'm willing to commit every day to Jesus. I realize that God the Father sent His only begotten Son that whoever would believe on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I want to give my heart and my soul so that every day I'm serving Jesus. If that's you, can I see your hand right where you are? Would you hold that hand up high? Thank you. Are there others? In Jesus' name. There are many watching, some that are here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're going to pray this prayer. This is what the Bible says. That if I will confess Jesus Christ as Lord and that God raised him from the dead, I would be born again. And then things are going to begin to change. I'm not laying out a list of rules because that's not the way he works. I'm inviting you to discover life. To discover what life really is. In Jesus Christ. So let's pray this prayer of faith with these that have responded today. Those of you with me right there, pray with me. Let your children hear you pray this with me. Let's pray together. Jesus. Come on everybody. Jesus. By faith. I confess. I am a sinner in need of a savior and today my life changes every day from this point belongs to you heavenly father i receive your grace and from this moment forward i believe the power that caused christ to raise now works in me to change every day And in Jesus' name, God is my Father, heaven is my home, and Jesus is my Savior. Amen and amen. Come on, give God a praise right there where you are.